in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Jameis Winston was 9 of 10 with two touchdowns for the Saints last night. He got the start for New Orleans in their second preseason game. Taysom Hill also played. Wasn't as effective. Jameis Winston has got to be the starter for this team in week one, right? Yeah, has to be. Has to be. I think think that ended last night. Sean Payton wouldn't say it. No. He wouldn't say it I don't know if I'd say it either. Why not? It's Taysom Hill. They're weird, paranoid, nutjob coaches who don't want to get anything out. We know Derek Carr might start week one. But <laughs> if I have any kind of question between two, I don't – Meyer hasn't said anything yet, right? No. I mean, I wouldn't say anything about those two. I, I don't know why would you say anything about anybody if you don't have to. So, But I do think you're right. I think you have to start Jameis Winston and see where it goes. Look, Jameis Winston gives you the best chance to win. And then if he stinks, you go to the other guy. I don't think you go with the other guy to start, though. Okay, when does – forget about, like – telling the media when does sean payton tell Jameis winston and Taysom hill who the starter is are they done with their preseason they got one more they got another game yeah everybody's got three. Oh, okay 15 minutes before uh kickoff of the first game no i think you tell them before the last game because i think whoever starts the last game ain't, isn't the starter yeah i mean I think if Taysom hill starting that last game he's not starting the week one right yeah i would well, no so i think pay- you tell him before yeah. you can tell him now i guess because um, you don't. If Jameis is the guy, he's in a baseball cap the last game. You'll put him on the field. I don't care about him. Next question. Justin Fields will start the Bears' final preseason game. Going to play about two quarters. Matt Nagy said Andy Dalton is still their starter for week one because the Bears are approaching this as though it is a meaningless preseason game and not playing uh, their starting quarterback. I can't imagine that Fields is the backup for more than like four weeks. Yeah, we said that yesterday. I mean, unless they're four and zero. Yeah, which if they're two and two, I don't think so. I, I doubt that. He's a, look. He's you got a coach under pressure, so yeah, I think he goes to him really fast when things go wrong for the first time. Because I also think he's played well enough. It's not a guy who's the, where the stage. And I look. I know it's preseason. He's going against twos and threes. I get that. But he hasn't in any way looked to where like, oh, geez, you can't play that guy. He might need a whole season or he might not. He might need eight or nine weeks or whatever. So I think he's shown enough to where, you know, if you're 0-2, you can go to him, right? I mean, here's what I'm cheering for. Here's the Bears' schedule. They open at the Rams. Loss. They host the Bengals. Oh, they could win that. They host uh, or they go to Cleveland. Loss. Week four is a home game against the Lions. You start in week four. Because he can beat that. Because he can win that game. Here's what I'm it's, hoping for: they lose to the Lions. They're like one and three. With Dalton still the starter? With Andy Dalton having started all four. Week five is here in Vegas. Justin Fields oh. gets his start. Well, I'll agree with you that he's the starter by the time they come here. That's what but I'm if they're for. one and two, I'd start him against Detroit to get him confidence because they could be. And first of all, I'd start him at home. I mean, if you can start him at home, you always start him at home instead on the road. Well, it'll probably be a home game for the Bears here. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> Won't they all be? Uh, <laughs> well, now it's not going to be the home game that we're going to see with Iowa State, but um, I, I, I'm going to say he starts Detroit. They're one and two. And, you know, Jared kind of gave the the, uh, the uh, breath there. He might be right. I guess that depends on if Joe Burrow's any good or what's happening with him. Because I'm not saying it's an automatic win against Cincinnati, but we've heard some things about Joe Burrow to where he's not all right right now. Um, yeah, I think what Justin if, Fields. What if it's all like a shell game where they just could keep going, be. Joe Burrow, he's, yeah, could be. he's, he's looking real bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then he just goes out there yeah. and he looks like Joe Burrow. I mean, we want him starting against the Raiders. Yeah, I hope it's his I don't want to see start. Danny Dalton if we don't have to. I want to see him. I hope it's his first start. I hope it's uh, Andy Dalton lost to the Lions, so we're going to Justin Fields. He's playing a bad well, defense. Dude, if they're 1-3 hey. or 1-4 and, and he lost the Lions, it is going to be Justin <laughs> Fields. Is this weird that Matt Nagy is coaching for his job and he's getting the, like, he has a parachute built in? Yeah, I wonder how long the parachute is, though. But it, does, it doesn't always work for coaches. No, I know, but, there's, but it's a, yes. it's, it feels like this is the desperation yeah. move of every coach every, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I, sure. But it, does, it doesn't always work. Like, I, I guess if they start, like, one and four, he goes to Fields in week five, and Fields looks great, but they still miss the playoffs, maybe the parachute works. But... If they, I mean, if they finish with yeah, seven, if they barely miss it, but he's really, really good. Maybe you want to say, do you want to give him a new coach or just let this guy yeah. like have him for another year? But if they win six or seven or, games, he's done. What you do is you go the Derek Dirk Cutter route and you fire the head coach, make the quarterback coach the head coach, and just sort of destroy the young man. That's always that's always the <laughs> hidden third option. Next question: Bill Foley's indoor football team will be called the Vegas. Nighthawks. All right, give me a, give me your opinion here. Oh, the logo God. and the name. The opinion is the Knights, obviously. I mean, can you, you can't walk down the street if you're Bill Foley without putting a Knights in a name. Uh, <laughs> very bizarre. Anyway, um, I'll give Alan Snell some credit this morning. We saw his tweet. I thought it was a good tweet. The city of Henderson gave Bill Foley $43 million. They can't even get the Henderson name in the, in, in the name. Of the, what? And here's the other thing. Okay, it's an indoor team, right? And I understand the marketability of the word Vegas. I get all that. But they gave you $40 million. <laughs> like, make, what, what's their name? Vegas what? Nighthawks. Okay, you can't be the Henderson Nighthawks? It doesn't sound as cool. It doesn't. You're right. No, it doesn't because of what Vegas means to people across the country. But I don't even know how big that league is. It's not an NFL team. So, I mean, is it that big of a deal? You can't. You're probably just marketing in local, right? You're not. I mean,. It's an indoor football team. You're not going to market no, it to like yeah. across the country. You're not getting tourists. No, exactly. <laughs> this isn't Iowa State. This isn't be... the entire state of Iowa coming to watch them play the Rebels. Yeah, it's not going to be a massive tourist draw no. here. So... I feel this is the first time I can safely say I feel sorry for the Henderson mayor. So I, I'll say this: the team in, in the, Jared wants to delay that, but go ahead. The team in the <laughs> Dallas metro area, they are the Frisco Fighters. They are not yes. Dallas. The team in the Seattle metro area is the Spokane Shock. Yeah. They are not Seattle. And have any of those people given anyone $40 million? <laughs> I, hope I mean, I think Henderson's on the high end there of how much they're giving for we, these uh, these weird uh, teams. We might be the only market in the country where giving away a bunch of money as the mayor is a good reelection <laughs> like strategy. I'd like everyone else would be like, did you see what this idiot just did? <laughs> I'm sort of mad if I'm a Henderson resident. I am a Henderson resident. Are you mad? Yeah. I don't care about the indoor. Well, football I know team. you don't care about it. But um, I mean, I mean, I just think it's not about the team silly. not being Henderson. More about them giving them forty-two million dollars. Are you more mad place. that it's not Henderson or that he once again had to include the word Knights? Okay, 
which is I'm this, sorry, I think is very weird. Nighthawks is the best case scenario for including the word night. Like okay. if they had been red knights or something like that, like a color, that would have been that would have sucked. Like that would have been. Bad. What would it come after a gold and silver? But no, you got to save the bronze knights for when they buy an ECHL team and put them in Perump right. or something yeah. like that. When Perump gives them sixty-five yeah. million the dollars to build some kind of arena. But like, had it been like seriously, if it had been like red knights, oh, that would have been awful. Nighthawks is fine. I actually I like the Nighthawks. I love the logo. I think the logo is very good. I, I wanted I wanted us to grade very quickly the name and the logo because the the the, the logo is an easy. It's not because I'm an a. anti-logo person. I didn't see it. I just saw the story about the click, name. Click on the link in the rundown. I just, I'm pretty sure I, I just put saw it in there. I just saw the name. Yeah. I did not see um, logo, the, the logo. Jared. I'll get or excuse me the uh, name Nighthawks. I'll give it a C. C. Nothing particularly wrong with it. The logo. My lo- my my, my uh, link doesn't go to it. It doesn't. That no. tweet doesn't have a picture of it. No. What happened here? Mine goes right to something called "Going on Seven Years for Me" scroll with up. Darren Waller. Scroll up. Huh? Scroll up. Go left. Scroll up. Oh, oh scroll up. Oh, please hold on. Hold on. All right, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. This is great radio. Hold on. No, mine doesn't. It starts. Right, it starts so, with this. With Darren Waller. What? Okay. Sorry. So let's uh, for a couple things. Ed, have you figured out how to, to look at your uh, Twitter hours recently? No. Okay. <laughs> I think it's on my phone, though. Yes. So we can walk you through that later. I just but... re-engaged my Fitbit watch the other day for the first time in like five months, and I wear it like all the time, and I've never re-engaged it because I forgot on the phone how to do it. Which is pretty much you just click it and it starts syncing. <laughs> I didn't know. I forgot how that was. Check. Yeah. Minus. <laughs> So, yeah, all right. Well, I agree. Do you have it? I mean, I'm sure I like it. I thought it was weird that the former Major League Baseball player, Mike Davis, is the coach. I just texted it to you. <laughs> it's not the former Major League. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just There's a hundred people named Mike Davis, by the way. I just saw his name. Oh, wait, never mind. Message failed to send. Things are going well on the yeah. radio. Yeah, all right. So let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and just um, uh, next wow. top. Sorry. Sorry. I knew um, you were coming with that one. I knew it. I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jared, you might as well play the little press box transition sound here because... Press box transition. The pills that killed former Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs were delivered to Angel Stadium prior to Skaggs' death. So LeagueofJustice.com has a story here on basically the investigation that is going on with the death of Tyler Skaggs and former communications director Eric Kay. Eric Kay has been accused of giving Tyler Skaggs counterfeit oxycodone pills that were laced with fentanyl, uh, supplying oxycodone to multiple Angels players, offering tickets and signed Mike Trout jerseys to someone if they brought oxycodone to an Angels game because he said he could not leave work to go meet them somewhere else. So he said, hey, bring the drugs to the game and I'll buy them from you here. I'll get you free tickets or whatever. Um, The Skaggs family is also suing the Angels, claiming that they knew about everything Eric Kay was doing and not only kept him employed, but promoted him along the way. Um, okay, so on this, there's a lot to this, but I will say that for the lawsuit against them, I don't know who's going to win the lawsuit, but if you can prove, and supposedly there are baseball players who are going to come and testify to this, yep. if you have four or five players who played at the time, if I'm on a jury who come and say, hey, everyone kind of knew this, we knew what was happening, stuff like that. I'd assume that's good for their lawsuit. Because yeah. the more people within the organization you have admitting that they knew this was going on and that Kay was providing these players with these uh, with these drugs, 
then not good for the Angels because then no. you're starting to prove like, wait a minute, you didn't know, but all these players are testifying that they knew everything? Right. And one of the other details that's probably going to be very bad for the Angels in this is that he was using his work, his Angels email address to contact yeah, people that's to buy drugs from. Yeah, not good. Um, oh, it just came through. Yeah. And again, these are all allegations or not whatever good. and what they're going to try to prove, but that's what we're looking at. All right. Did you get the picture of the Nighthawk logo? I did. Give us a grade. B plus, B plus. That's a good logo. What kind? What? This is crazy. You don't. He doesn't go to movies. What movie is that from? With the hawk like that? Is that um the it's one where Jennifer Lawrence is in and she kills people with bows and arrows? Hunger Games. Hunger Games. I don't that, think oh that's from God. Hunger Games. I mean, it, it, oh, you do? It. Now that he said that, have you seen the Hunger Games movies? Uh yes, I yeah. did watch those. I think they were on like TNT one. Ma- well, maybe I that's maybe TNT. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing he that accidentally they're... after a basketball game left the TV on, woke up and was just like, so "Hey, Jennifer Lawrence is killing yeah, people." What's this charmed all about? Uh, Nighthawks. You know, you're not you're not far off. On the logo is interesting. Now we already have Golden Knights uh, arrow people killing people with arrows across the ice. Remember those people yes. who like shot arrows? So now in the Nighthawks, you can just have bring those people over, pay them overtime, and just say you're going to shoot arrows over here too. We'll give you gas, 32 miles, 32 cents a mile down to Henderson, and then you can just shoot your arrows over at the Nighthawks. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good logo. I'm I... all with you on the Nighthawks, though. I'll give fully that. I think the I think the night thing is weird, but another color would have been... Then you just go right. overboard. Have they done Red Hawks, or no, Red Knights, Blue Knights, yes. green, they did some weird color, Platinum Knights, right. like... Now the, the, the Platinum Knights has got to be the upgrade, right? Right, I like, assume so, yeah. When well, they win, yeah, how, you can upgrade from your NHL team, boy. When they win the Stanley Cup, they will change their names to Platinum oh. Knights. How about if he's the one who wins out with an MLS team? Oh, boy. Don't even, don't even make He's going for it. That. What if he does? The FC Knights. Knights FC. Knights uh, FC. Knights FC. Knights FC. I mean, you know he's doing knights. He can't help himself, this guy. He cannot help himself with the word knight. It is absolutely going to be Vegas Knights FC. Vegas Knights FC. Come on, Wes Eden. Knights United. (laughs) Where's Klarman when we need him? (laughs) Just give me the Las Vegas villains. I don't even think that's good, but it's better (laughs) than Knights FC of all things. All right. Coming up next. We'll stick here with the Golden Knights and if they are going to be the next NHL team to require vaccinations to attend games. <laughs> this is one race. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> you know what I'm capable of. Count me out if you want to. Talk all the you want. Because I'm here to stay. I'm not done. I'm the sixth fastest woman in this game ever. And can't nobody ever take that from me. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. So we have our contestants for a Star is Born contest for Raider Nation Radio. Uh, LVSportsNetwork.com is the website. We got seven finalists up here. You can hop on there and vote for who you want to hear on the air on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker over on Raider Nation Radio. Uh, Matt G has a 15 vote lead over James O and a, uh, the James has a 25 vote lead over Ramon. Those are your top three at the moment. Uh, voting is open through September. Matty G has been the leader in the clubhouse. He has, uh, we got, you know, he's, he's lapping some of the other field here, but yes, Matt G is your leader like a f- two days in a row. $4,500 fake chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he's like way ahead of everybody. 
Oh, forty-eight hundred. Forty-eight hundred. Get it right. Uh, do you want me yeah, to I gotta get the I gotta get the price right that you, you made money on. You brought it up, so I'm taking the opening. I'm very mad at our horses this morning. <laughs> Did you have races? <laughs> no, no, we didn't have races. But um, the creators of the game, I think I explained this to you. They finally took away odds. So, oh no! No. So previously, they're like ten to one, four to one, five. Right. Nine. You could see yeah. the odds of every horse in the race, right. and you could go back and look up their odds and see what they had been in previous races and all that. They have taken away the odds for fake horse racing. Um, Why would you do that? Doesn't it affect how many people could sell and what they'd sell it for? Yes. Um, so they, I'll, I'll tell you first, they have replaced it where the horses that would normally have the th- three best odds, right? they now just display a little flame by their name. So you can see how many times your horse gets a flame. flame. Yeah, which means it has it's one of the three best horses in the so race. So once again, it's based upon if you want to go buy a house, you're going to say oh, one flame compared to eight. Right. A horse, I'm going to buy the horse with eight flames. Right. The problem, though, is that, like, oftentimes in these races, you'll see the odds and, like, the the horse with the second best odds is, like, 10 to 1. The horse with the third best odds is, like, 10.2 to 1. The horse with the fourth best odds right. is, like, 10.5 to 1. There's not much difference right. in 10.2 and 10.5 right. to 1, but only the 10.2 is getting a flame. So when you look up the flames, it's not, not telling you if he was 2 to 1 or 10 to 1? Nope, you don't get oh, the odds that's not good. anymore. Now, that's not good. the reason the creators they do of these fake, horsing rate, uh, fake horses, the reason they did it is because they want to encourage people to keep racing their horses. Because what happens, what was happening, and we, we did this too, we get a new horse, we race it. If it's odds are 18 to 1, right. 25 to you don't 1, race it. 43 to 1. We never race right. that horse again. Right. It's not it's it has like Zero less chance than 1% right. chance of being a successful horse in the future. If we got a horse and it was 12 to 1 or better without a flame. Right. We're, we're racing that thing if it's odds right. were 12 right. to 1, we're racing it a bunch of times. But what they want people to do is instead of okay, I race my horse it's odds were 25 to 1, I know right away this horse is not got a chance to be right. good. Now that I can't see that he's 25 to 1, now all I know... You have to make a decision. Right. If he has a flame or not. Yeah, now all I know is if he had a flame or not, which isn't really but that But again, like helpful. you said, it could be 10.5 to 1 instead of 10.2, exactly. and he might have a chance to win the race. And I don't know that. I have no idea. What's the so? But what what's the does, thinking behind it? No, no. The the What the creators of the game want is they want, okay, you're going to keep racing that horse. But does that make them money? Yeah, because every time, every time there's a race, they make more money. Race. Oh, that's right. right. They Boy, these people are smart. Right. They, because, I mean, because again, if I if I got a new horse, I raced it, and its odds were 25 to 1. may never race it again. I'm not racing that horse again. But now, I'm, I'm not going to know that that horse was 25 to 1. All I'm going to know is he didn't uh, get a flame. Wait a minute, though. If you're 25 to 1 on a new horse, right, and he finishes surprisingly fourth or whatever, does, can't his odds change race to race, or is he always 25 to 1? They they change. They absolutely change race to race, depending on the field. But depending and, on the field. And some of them are better at different right. distances. But very rarely is a horse 25 to 1 to in eight to any one. scenario and then jumps up right. to you know 10 to 1 or better. That almost never happens. Normally, if a horse is like as a good horse, He's going to at least be 12 or 13 to 1 at every This is my journalist thinking on this, and I'm sure there has been. And if not, get on it like New Yorker or New York Times. Uh, Has stories about these people been written? Yeah, there have been some. In terms of these guys who, guys or girls, I don't know who these people are, who created the horses and the chickens? Yeah, there have been some. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. It absolutely is. Fascinating. uh, We should should find out if we can have the guy who created the horses on the show. It would be amazing. He goes on podcasts quite a bit. It would be amazing. 
So we would literally book 8:30 to 9:30, <laughs> and this guy would just talk. I'd have like a million <laughs> questions for this guy. I'd be the one going. Because I do, I want to ask this guy so many questions of where you for thought those of this. Of you listening, Ed raised his hands. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he mimicked the Zoom yes. raise hand yes. function no, by I, physically raising his. I hands. would love to have a guy like that on and just say, I mean, I'm all, I, I applaud. We that's that was one of the reasons we had Cynthia Freeland on. Well, yeah. one of the reasons it was probably the only reason we had her on one time, but it was because yeah, she knew all she about this. She knows about this weird I, Zed racing. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, so I'm annoyed now. And they're even smarter. By now, they're even making more money. They have taken away information. So chickens won't have odds. We do not know yet. I mean, I wouldn't because I'm sure the horse racing is making more money now. Well, the people that created the chickens are different from the people that created the horses. Oh, it's different, different owners or whatever you want to call them. Boy, how about that, Jerry? Is that a little copyright infringement? Is that like boom goes the dynamite? Don't make the shirts. I've got the I've got the copyright. It's just right. You can't copyright racing. Well, you're copyright yeah. you're copywriting the the actual theme of it though. That what what they do in terms oh, of money and just a race. I mean, it's sort of the difference between like okay, then everything now has a battle royale mode. Like it's just like no one actually owns the concept of it. Okay, so we have no capital, but if we had capital. I like Lashbrook, but I'd throw that sponsorship out, and you and I and Jared come up with another animal, and we would oh. create our own. I mean, if I, I had any idea, like you have to, you have create, to know more than we know. You have to create <laughs> yes. things on the blockchain to create these games. I don't even, I don't have any idea what that means. If I knew how to do this, oh. I would not be on this no. radio show anymore because I'd be spending all my time trying to build a game like this. Ed, it's Jared. What are we talking about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what I'm saying. If I, I can't believe now that you have the horse and the chickens, I would just assume really smart people would just keep doing more of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna make money off it, not you know, I think there's a good chance horses and chickens are the only two that actually end up being significantly popular because you're gonna have to come up with a really good game to beat horses and chickens at this point. You're yeah. late to the game, but it's possible you could come up with I, kangaroo racing or something like that. I Penguins. still think monster battling. Is the next yeah, yeah. He, like they're fighting he, each other? Yeah, he wants it all to be racing, and I'm like, no, we're, we're this is weird. We're, everybody has like their own monster, and you're throwing it into a ring, and then they beat the hell out of each other. It's not the worst idea. I Should saw. that be our lights thing where we get people in the rings and just beat the hell out of each other instead of the water, instead of the, uh, the dunk tank? The largest instead of the dunk up? tank? <laughs> yeah. Okay. First off, yes, please give us your ideas for those of you that are unaware. <laughs> uh, we. Are sponsoring Lights FC. We have a logo on their training tops. It says nice press box logo on there. But as a part of our sponsorship, we get to come up with a promotion for a Lights FC game. We're taking any suggestions from you. Dunk Tank is one of the good options right now. A dodgeball game is one of the good options right now. Somebody suggested they put me in net, see how many saves I can make uh, at halftime, and then see if that's more than Lights FC makes in the second half of the game. Um, so lots of ideas. Please give them to us. Tweet them at us. Whatever you got. Any good ideas for promotion, we want to know. The leader in the clubhouse is going to be the dunk tank, depending on who we can get. Right. If we can get somebody good to sit in the dunk tank, that will be a, a very There's no chance to get promotion. Carolyn Goodman, right? She likes Lights FC. And she wants MLS. Yeah. And she wants it downtown. That's actually, Carolyn Goodman might be a good idea. I, People we, might show up to dunk She Carolyn might Goodman show up, too. actually. <laughs> that would actually be pretty fun. Oh, <laughs> she then, might be I there mean, already. I mean, the... <laughs> It'd be All like, we do is have uh, the in-house MC go, all right, guys, uh, Carolyn, come on down here. <laughs> It'd be like Chuck E. Cheese with the tickets going out about a thousand. <laughs> I got a thousand tickets back up. But 
related to Jared's idea if he wants NFT monsters just thrown into a ring fighting each other, I saw a TikTok yesterday of team fighting. What do you mean team five fighting? Five on five. Team like fight fighting. club? Like they were in a ring. There's yeah. referees. But it's five oh, on referees. five. Oh, there's referees. Yeah, five on five Gloves fighting. or no? Yeah, gloves, and they had the little soft helmets on. Okay. But you just start beating the hell out of each other, and as so- and the referees determine when a guy's out is done. And, and he's done. And as soon as that happens, now it's two on one somewhere else. And that guy just gets pummeled to a crisp. So and the last sudden, man standing, his oh, team wins? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, last yeah. man standing. But the one I saw, it was all of a sudden five on one. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy kept trying to fight his way out until his face was bloody. I was like, oh, okay. okay. There's a couple of people I'd like to volunteer for that one. (laughs) 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 So, yes, team fighting apparently exists somewhere. Let's make that Uh, in there. That would be hilarious. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. Yeah, we think he has a calf strain, and um, we hope he's ready for the opener. But we don't believe it's serious. Not Achilles tendon re- related at all, but it's a calf injury, and we'll keep you updated. But right now, he'll be out for at least a week or so. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. Follow him on Twitter at 4Verts. Read his work at For the Win. Uh, Charles, so we now have Cam Newton's going to have to miss five days because the Patriots and Cam Newton apparently got confused about where he could take a COVID test and Cole Beasley and two other uh, Buffalo bills are going to be out five days because they came into close contact with somebody that tested positive. All these players unvaccinated that have to miss the five days. Are we going to see this happen in the regular season? Are we going to see guys just randomly out for five days because of this in the regular season? Uh, Is coronavirus going anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) If it's not, then yeah. Like I I think that this, like what what this shows is that it's so easy for you know one of these guys that aren't vaccinated to end up you know missing five days during the week or you know if that five days starts on a Thursday then you're going to miss Sunday's game and like the NFL said like you're not pushing anything back for anybody this year so I think this week is like hopefully for some of these guys a wake up call because you know, we're talking Cam Newton Cole Beasley. Uh, I just saw that my former coworker Pat Leonard tweeted that Matt Milano, who's the starting linebacker for the Bills, he's also going to be out for five days. So, you know, these aren't guys that uh, you would you're okay missing. Like these are guys you want to have out on the field. It just kind of shows how fragile it is. It also goes to show how the NFL is treating unvaccinated players. Like if you're not going to get vaccinated, then there are going to be repercussions for that, and uh, they're basically going to treat you with kid gloves. So. I, I'm sure it's, it's frustrating for these guys to be able to sit out for five days, but I know a quick, easy way you can fix that. Yeah, and Charles, this morning, um, Belichick was, you know, typical Belichick. He kept saying everyone's dealing with the same situation. Well, they're really not because some teams are vaccinated, and especially the quarterback position. I did want to ask you this, though, because I think they're at 80 today. Obviously, the next cut will come. We've talked all along about if there's two guys who are pretty much on the bubble and they're the same, you know, they're they're kind of the same player, special teams or what have you, is it just going to be a very easy decision if one's not vaccinated? I mean, or should it, what if it's 60 40 to the guy who's not unvaccinated? How, how closely do you think coaches and GMs are going to look at this if guys are somewhat close? Oh, well, I think for guys that, like, especially if you're talking about guys who aren't going to be, uh, like, your core starters or, or guys who are getting in the game a lot, like, 
it, it, they're always going to side with the, uh, the the vaccinated players because, you know, when you're getting down to that point in the roster, that what you really need more than anything is guys who can just be available to show up and pass and play uh, and fill up that roster on Sunday. So, you know, it, it's already a tough sport where guys are getting injured a lot, and now, like, you're at another level of uncertainty where uh, a player who's not vaccinated might end up missing five games a year down an extra player and special teams and what have you, and now you got to put a starter out there? No, no, no. We're not going to mess around with that. Like, the guys who are not vaccinated, maybe it doesn't feel fair, but, you know, this is part of the choice that you have made. It's it's not just a, a one-way street where you can do whatever, whatever you want. When you make that choice not to get vaccinated, NFL teams have a, uh, the right to respond in a way they're, may, they may not be interested in finding you or – put you on the field or keeping you on the team, you know? So, look, it's your choice, but that's the risk that you take by not getting vaccinated. Uh, so, you know, I just, I don't understand, like, if you're a roster bubble guy or one of these guys that's trying to make a practice squad, if you're not vaccinated at this point, to me, I just don't think you're taking this opportunity very seriously. Did Jameis Winston win the starting job last night? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, Here's the thing with Sean Payton. I think that in his heart, he wants Taysom Hill to be good because, like, Sean Payton, and I say this as a Falcons fan who's watched this for, like, 15 years now, like, at his heart, he's just a big troll. And he would love to just be able to trot out Taysom Hill and make it to the playoffs and say, look what I did. But, you know, the guy is just hes just not there as a quarterback. And I think, you know, Someone, like someone who has struggled as much as James Winston to be like a clear upgrade over Taysom Hill just kind of shows what uh, the jig is. But I'm also excited to see like what James does in the same system because uh, I just kind of feel like this is a good shift for him, maybe a little bit easier to play in Bruce Arians' offense where he threw uh, 30 picks and uh, 30 touchdowns in the same season. So, yeah, I, I think that this could be a little bit of a reclamation year for, for James Winston, but – uh, he definitely locked up that job last night, and I just don't really think that as, as straight quarterback talent, I don't really think that the two are comparable. Uh, talking before you came on, the Bears are here in Vegas week five. Uh, we're going to be the selfish media people and want Justin Fields to be the starter by then. Uh, what does Andy have, Dalton have to do, and I know this is asking you to predict games and everything, which is probably unfair, in terms of keeping it through three or four or five weeks. When What what happens? When does this change be made? One and four, one and three, two and two. Like When do you think this happens? Uh, I guess like if, if they... If they start off slow, and like they kind of do have a little tough start, uh, tough start to the season where you have the Rams uh, and the Browns uh, in two of your first four games, maybe you don't throw Justin Fields up there. Personally, I'm of the belief like I don't really get if you think Justin Fields is the best quarterback, then just start him. Like I don't really see the need to hide him against Aaron Donald because like he's gonna play Aaron Donald at some point in his career, or you, like you've got you to play against good NFL players like. Just start him if he's the best player. Uh, it's not like playing one game against Aaron. If it's playing one game against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey Bruins for the rest of his career, he probably wasn't that good to start out with. You know, that's just kind of how uh, I look at it. But they seem dead set on having Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback. So maybe the bye, like if things are bad. But you know, if you start out with this bare schedule and just looking at it now, and you lose these games to not only the Rams and the Browns but also the Bengals and Lions, and yeah, I think that. If you're 0 4 uh, coming to that game against the Raiders, then there's really no reason not to start uh, Justin Fields because also, you know, Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace, they're in job saving mode. So 
Uh, if Andy Dalton comes out here and looks bad for the first couple games, I can imagine that leads to pretty short as they try to get something a little bit more explosive. Uh, I asked this question literally. Is Urban Meyer going to survive a bad season with the Jaguars? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that Urban is having like, uh, he had like a heart to heart with himself from the sideline yesterday <laughs> in the game because, you know, I, I right before I got on here, I was rewatching it because uh, I missed most of the game. And man, he he's it's like he can't even believe that he's playing for he's coaching a team that might go under five hundred. And like if you look at his college record, he's never had a bad season. Like he, the years that we would consider bad for Urban Meyer, you know, that weren't covered in controversy and scandal. <laughs> Uh, are years where you know they like barely miss a chance at the title or barely miss a shot at the college football playoffs. Like this is a guy who has you know dripped excellence every single place that he's been, whether it's Bowling Green or Ohio State or Florida, and now he's looking at a team where look they're going to have some growing pains. I mean they didn't finish one and fifteen by accident or two and fourteen by accident. Like this was a very bad uh, football team last year. Even adding Trevor Lawrence, who I think. Most people think it's going to be a, a superstar. This is a long reclamation project for Urban, and I just don't know if he's built for this. Like the he, he's going to lose more games this year than he has in any year of his coaching career, and the fact that he is getting like this stressed on the sideline after a preseason game or during a preseason game, and you know there's anecdotes of players telling him to calm down in the locker room like after the first preseason loss, like bro. It's just a preseason game. You know, it doesn't really matter if we win or lose these, and he's getting you know this worked up over it. I, I don't. I really don't know if he's going to be here like in 2023. Like I think he'll get through this season, but 2022 is when it starts to get a little bit shaky huh. because I I really don't know if he is built to handle all this losing that they're about to do. I mean, I give you all kinds of credit for finding years that there wasn't scandal or shenanigans, but uh, I do want to ask you this because we saw it with Saban. We see it, it appears we're seeing it with this guy, but it's not as though that NFL coaches, and we have one here in Vegas, don't have egos. So what do you think the biggest problem is? Is it control? What is the biggest problem when these incredible coaches come to this level? Uh, I think it's part that don't have as much power over the players as you do in college. Because, you know, in college, obviously, you know, even before, like, this NIL stuff, you know, there were guys getting paid and stuff like that. But it's not to the degree of, you know, NFL players um, on salary. And, you know, when you're talking about an 18, 19-year-old kid where you might have to pay a mom's light bill, yeah, you got some power over that kid and, and what you can get him to do in in a classroom, on the football field, in a weight room, like you kind of control all facets of that kid's life because they're they're starting from nothing. But when you get to the NFL, like these are grown men with their own decisions, their own money, their own businesses, get to do whatever they want. And you know, when you're when you're uh, an employee for the Jacksonville Jaguars, like Urban Meyer is, you know, the rest of your players are employees too. So when you have high highly paid players. They don't have to respect you the same way that some college freshmen might. Like, it's a different, uh, I, I guess, a different power balance, a different relationship where you kind of see guys who are dictators in college and it doesn't quite work in the NFL because, you know, the guys don't have to listen to you in that manner. They, they can kind of do what they want. They got their own trainers in the off, in the off season. It's just uh, a completely different world. And I think that Irvin 
for him, for the first time ever, he's just going to have to accept that there are some things that he just can't take control of and start treating these players like grown men. And I, I, to be fair, like I haven't been at Jaguars, Jaguars practice. I don't know if he's treating these guys like kids. But, you know, I think last night showed that Urban is someone who very much wants control over, like, all aspects of the organization. I think in the NFL, it's just not realistic, and he's going to have to come to grips with that. How many milk crates have you seen in person in your life? Uh, okay, like, not even enough to do one of these challenges, and I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just very confused at where people are getting all these milk crates. Uh, like, are you just like raiding your local cafeterias and, just, and stealing that stuff so you can <laughs> hurt yourself? And also, is, is this just not like the worst possible time to be doing the milk crate challenge because? <laughs> I, I, yesterday, I was showing my girlfriend. Uh, I was showing her the milk crate challenge because you know she's not as brain poisoned online as I am and had no idea what I was talking about when I brought it up. So we went on YouTube and we were like, "Can you imagine if you were doing the milk crate challenge and you get to the top crate and you fall and break your leg and you got to go to the hospital? This is a really bad time to be stuck at a hospital <laughs> right now because you decided that you wanted to go viral on the internet." and think that you could do something that, like, no one else has completed, except I think I saw, like, two milk crate challenges that were complete. Can you imagine getting COVID because you thought you could walk over these milk crates? No, sir. So <laughs> I think we need, kind of need to get a grip on what's going on. And maybe once we get the pandemic under control, we can start doing these, like, wacky hygiene challenges. He is Charles McDonald at Four Verts on Twitter, and find him at For The Win. Charles, we appreciate Thanks, it Charles. this morning. All right. See you. Talk to you next week. Um. I mean, odds right now at the books, Urban Meyer is going to have one of those illnesses. I genuinely hope we get a Petrino where he like comes out and goes, I am not going to go coach at Wisconsin. It's not going to happen. I am the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. I love Wisconsin. I thought you were going to say Petrino. He's on the back of a motorcycle with uh, somebody. (laughs) Ouch. All right. Coming up next, Luke Perdandy joins the show. We're checking in on the latest news from PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Joining us now from PropSwap is Luke Perk Dandy. And Luke, I got to ask you, overreactions to Jameis Winston looking good last night? We got any Jameis Winston tickets being sold? Yeah, I, I would say so. I just, like, is Mike Thomas going to be fully healthy this year? You know, I, just, I don't know what to make of that Saints team. I, I do think that, um, you know, he would have, given the amount of interceptions he threw a couple seasons ago, he has a very large hill to climb to, like, prove to the voters that he is a MVP candidate as opposed to, like, uh, you know, other crazy long shots that we talked about, Justin Fields or Mac Jones, some of these younger guys, Trey Lance, who they don't have a bad resume to negate. <laughs> So if I were putting my money on a long shot, I would go with one of the younger guys who, uh, as long as they surprise, you know, they have a better shot at winning it. Luke, uh, real quick on baseball, how many people are jumping off the Padres bandwagon in terms of tickets? And also, are you seeing any movement? I would assume the Dodgers were heavy to begin the season, but now you have the Brewers and the Braves and teams playing really, really well. Yeah, I think, you know, with the NL West, uh, just look at the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants were 200-1. to one. To win the World Series, uh, now down to ten to one, and then specifically the NL West, they were the favorite about a week ago. 
Um, but to your point, yeah, Padres stock way down. Uh, Giants stock continues to rise, and same with the Dodgers. And the AL East, talking about teams that have just collapsed, the Boston Red Sox, this team has, I don't know if anyone's had a, la- a worse last 30 days of the teams that are contenders. I mean, they were they were the favorites to win the AL East, and now it is Tampa Bay's. We just sold a ticket on Tampa Bay to win the AL East at minus 175. The market has Tampa at minus 250 yeah. to wow. win the division that both New York wow. and Boston are in. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, what I mean, what a change between the Yankees and the Red Sox in that division. Uh, he is Luke Pergdandy. It is PropSwap.com. If you've got a ticket you want to sell or if there's one you think you want to buy at a better price than what you get a sports book, it's PropSwap.com. Luke, we appreciate your time this Thanks, morning. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, guys. And uh, one, one quick shameless plug. Uh, we just launched our brand-new website this morning. Uh, I encourage everyone to go check it out. It's been about a year and a half in the making. Brand new features. You're going to have display names. You can. People are always asking us, I'd like to sort all the tickets by value. So, like, show me the best price ticket relative to what the current odds are. Uh, that is now a feature, and we think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. Awesome. Got it. PropSwap.com. Thanks, Luke. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Luke. Congrats. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Yeah. Brand new website, PropSwap.com. Yeah, the Yankees now have the second best record in the American League. Tied second best That's crazy. American League. That's absolutely crazy. The they switch were there. They were not a playoff team like a month ago. Anthony Rizzo, At, Adam Candy, a Yankees fan, was on this show like two weeks before the trade deadline, saying they should not trade for any big names because they they had no chance. At they should just pull the Cubs. Yeah, it would not that, not that they should sell, but that just that they shouldn't be buying heavily at the deadline. Now they might catch the Rays at yeah. this point, like. Now they have the, they're tied for the second best record in the American League.